0: Welcome to your number one source of information on women's pelvic health. On this podcast, you will hear from medical experts, pelvic health professionals, holistic healers, and patients themselves in order to learn and understand everything there is to know about regaining and maintaining your pelvic health and becoming your own best advocate for your pelvic floor, the most vital part of our bodies as women. All of the conversations are intimate, raw, and unedited in order to deliver the most authentic information possible. Today I'm here with Alex Mullen who is 30 years old and she's going to share with us her story with pelvic pain. Um I don't want I don't want to give it away so I'm going to let you share it all, but we actually met through Instagram, which is really interesting. And positive of social media. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, now she won the podcast. So thanks
1: for being here. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm happy
0: to. Well, we we keep hearing about each other because I sent <laughs> you to Erica, my physical therapist. You're a physical therapist, so finally we've met each other and we're doing this. I'm yeah, yeah.
1: I was showing Eric, I was showing Hannah too before we started the podcast that um, I've taken so many notes from previous episodes. Mm-hmm. So. I'm happy to like pay it forward and share
0: my story, and mm-hmm. hopefully it helps somebody it out there. And Erica kept on telling me she was like, "You have to have Alex on the podcast. Her story is amazing." So yes, so here, here I here. am. Okay, so start from the beginning. So it
1: started. It was probably like four years ago now. Um, mm-hmm. So it started around like 2015, the beginning of 2015, a little bit in 2014, and I was starting to get this you know, burning when I was, you know, urinating and I felt like, oh, I was in like so much pain. I would just get this pain, this pelvic pain, like right near, it felt like my right ovary and it it was just like, it would be, I would be like hunched over at work and my boss was like, what are you doing? Go to the doctor. So, you know, because I was having urinary frequency and burning, and the pain was lower so i called the gynecologist and i was like this has to be a uti right like i mean i know that's where so many of our stories start from is that we all think we have utis so i went to the doctor they were like okay you're negative for a uti but we'll give you an antibiotic anyway because all the symptoms you have sound like a uti so and of course the antibiotics didn't really help like you know you take like a course and usually you feel better after a couple hours or like even next day you feel better 48 hours and it wasn't working so um then I would get a yeast infection after and I'd be on antibiotics for that and um so that kept happening but I was like the pain would just kind of like go in waves and like you know stop and it, it sometimes it would stop so it was like, okay, I guess I'm fine, but then it would come back again. Mm-hmm. And I would like increasingly it the symptoms just got worse. And then I started having also pain with sex later that year. So I was like on a couple of rounds of antibiotics throughout the year. And then um, still negative for UTIs, but would be put on the antibiotics anyway. And then I started having, you know, pain with sex and um the pelvic pain just got worse and now i was starting to get like digestive issues too so i was noticing that like i was getting like super bloated and i just like couldn't eat certain foods so um i went back and i was just like what is going on why does this keep happening to me and they were like okay you know it it, it seems to be something wrong with the bladder so we're going to send you to a urogynecologist so i went there they ran a bunch of tests Everything was fine, um, and they said, this has to be a gy- gyno issue. Go back to your gyno, so I went back to my gyno, and then she was like, I think this is a gastro issue, so I went to my gastro. I was basically ping pong. It was like a huge volleyball Which game.
0: just so many For most
1: people, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then I, I remember, too, like, I, I got so many sonograms, it was... I must have gotten like 10 sonograms. I was tested for chlamydia and gonorrhea like every single time I walked into the office. (laughs) I guess I had extra, I don't know, whatever. But um, so then I did a CAT scan, I did an MRI, nothing. And um, you know, it was just the pain was getting increasingly worse. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night in pain. I would like run to the bathroom and I'd be up for, like, two or three hours just, like, crying in my bed because I couldn't fall back asleep because of the pain, even if I took, like, a ton of Advil and whatever. So <sighs> bounce back and forth. I go to a gas This shop. was over
0: the span of, like, two years now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was over the span of, like, two years.
0: Um, so
1: then I – one day I was in so much pain, actually. I went – to the hospital like I fell off I was having I I went to the bathroom and I was having such pain that I like fell off the toilet and my husband
0: abdominal pain yeah
1: Yeah. abdominal and like I I went to the bathroom everything felt like it was like on fire and I had like it felt like I had like little knives everywhere Mm -hmm. and I just like fell off in pain and my husband was like who was my boyfriend at the time was like oh, my God, we have to, let's go to urgent care. It's like, I think I have to go to urgent care. I'm in, like, so much pain. So we went, and they were like, go to the hospital immediately. So I went to the hospital. They were like, they tested me again for UTI. <laughs> it was it was negative. And they put me on a 10-day course of Cipro, which is like what totally, I think, messed up my gut. Because then after that, you know, I was still in pain. I went back to the urogyno, and she would be like, she tested me, and I had BV. So I kept getting recurrent, like, mm-hmm. BV infections now, and it started, like, after I got that 10-day 10 do- 10 dose of mm-hmm. Cipro. And it was some, like, it was a really high dosage. I forget what it was, but I told her what they gave me, and they she was like, that's really high. I don't right. know why they gave you
0: that high of a dosage. So... You told this to the, the gastro.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I told it to the, my... um urogynecologist. Oh, to the that they yeah. gave to at the hospital. And then, yeah, that she, okay. yeah, that they gave it to me at the hospital, um, and she was like, that was really, that was an intense dosage. I don't know why they did that. Ran more tests. She's like, there's nothing wrong, but I, you do have BV, so you need to take another antibiotic. Um, and then I would get a yeast infection again, and then I would, so I kept going back to her, and I was like getting angry. I was like, why do I keep like, why am I still in so much pain and um i actually mentioned to her i was like do i have i c and she was like you know what try like a diet a little bit see if that helps so then she was like getting fed up with me and i was getting fed up with her so eventually i went back to the gastro and i was like okay just run all these tests on me so she ran it she ran a ct scan um, and you know we we talked for a while like she was really great actually and um, she said, she was like, okay, I'm about to diagnose you with IBS, but you have pain with sex, so I think that I want to roll out endometriosis. So um, I was like, okay, sounds good. And during this time, I was planning my wedding, so... Which I, I still cannot believe that you... I, I honestly, I was like... <laughs> I was thinking about that, too, when I was coming over here to tell the story. I was like, how the hell did I plan my wedding? When you said that to me, I was like, <laughs>
0: seriously? Like, and I
1: would I would go, I and that's, like, another thing we should probably talk about, too, is that mm-hmm. I was pushing myself, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going to the gym because I wanted to be, you know, I had a strapless dress, right. so wanted to have the arms for it. And then, I, so I was going to the gym a lot. I was working a lot because I'm on commission so I was trying to make deals because I knew I was gonna be out for a month for my honeymoon so I was really pushing myself while having these doctor's appointments and then I'd be at work and like heaved over in pain it was crazy it was definitely a crazy time in my life Um, so yeah so then I went you know I had my I was like okay that was I went I had my wedding Um, I went on my honeymoon to Thailand which is amazing um but i was super i mean i was super sick in thailand i would like i was like i mean it was a great trip but i was like taking tom's and advil and i was like getting recurrent yeast infections again there so i was like oh my god i really need to figure this out when i get back so when i got back i was like i was super sick i i just couldn't i couldn't like tolerate any food like i would have one like alcoholic drink and like feel like crap. Mm-hmm. I was just like not in a good place because clearly this was just being like built up over time. And your body was, was
0: angry. Like, <laughs> yeah. <You're laughs> and he's like, what the, the hell? You're like,
1: not doing yeah. anything to help this. You're just like taking antibiotics and, and Advil, yeah, sure. and Advil pretty much, and tums, and like anything oh else God, that like, so would like help, so many help tums. with tums. Yeah. Need to be addicted to tums. Yeah, so, me literally. too. <laughs> yeah so anything that would like help with the inflammation so I got back and now I was starting to get like um, dizzy spells too I would start like oh my god I I almost fainted at a yoga class and it was just it was just really bad and my hair started falling falling out so I knew I was like okay this has got to be hormonal too even though I was on birth control Um, so So then I came back and I was like, I'm gonna take care of this. I told my husband, I was like, I promise, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to take care of this Mm -hmm. because it's obviously affecting our sex life as like a newlywed couple. (laughs) So, and he just, he didn't even, he didn't want to see me in this much pain either
0: anymore. He was like, Were you having so much anxiety and like so upset that you couldn't really have a sex life, and like, or was that the least of your worries? We. Or you still had sex?
1: We did. Yeah.
0: We did. It depended. It was so the
1: pain was like so cyclical. Like I always felt like, and there's definitely like a hormonal tie to it. It was more during when I was ovulating or right before I was mm-hmm. gonna get my period. Mm-hmm. So like, thank God, I my wedding was like four days after my period was so done. The timing. Was so perfect. I was like pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like I was. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get sick. I was so happy. It was. It was perfect. <laughs> in that sense because yeah I was really worried I was like please just don't let me be in pain I know and let me get through this um, so yeah so then I had a yeast infection and I called the gyno and I went there and she was like wait so where
0: are we into the
1: timeline right now
0: so now we're in August 2018 and you after your wedding Yeah, so after the okay. wedding
1: after I got back from my honeymoon so and I told him I
0: was like I'm gonna go take care of this and I knew I needed. I noticed that on the podcast I think I ha- like I have really bad ADD because I lose like I think I lose track of the time. Yeah, yeah. No, like when someone's talking, I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on. So yeah. Anyways, okay. Well, it's so much. True. true. And I'm trying to follow along properly. So, yeah. Okay. So 2018, after your wedding, after your honeymoon, you get back.
1: Yeah. And so now it's August. It's okay. Yeah. August 2018. And no, I'm glad you asked because it's like it spans out like almost three years that I went undiagnosed and it just got like increasingly worse and worse Mm -hmm. and everyone was like oh it's probably stress-related you'll be so much better like after after your wedding and I don't know maybe I had that little hope in my head that that was it Mm -hmm. you know but my sister I remember I got so sick over my sisters one time and she was like this is not normal you need to get more tests done so August 2018 comes I'm back from my honeymoon and um, I went back to my gynecologist and she I was just like I definitely have a yeast infection um, and she's like okay and then she was like I was like I want this documented that I'm in pain again and I was like you know and my gastro before I left wanted me to ask you if I had like endometriosis or bring it up to you and she was like there's no way there's no way you have endo you don't have painful periods you know there's no way. It's probably a gastro issue. We probably have IBS. And I was like, well, then why am I in so much pain when I'm having sex? And like,
0: and also it was cyclical, which you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was cyclical. And and I just kind of pushed her and she was like, she was like, I'll put you on Flagyl, you know, we'll figure this out. And I was like, no, I want you to put it in, in your chart that like, I have another yeast infection, I'm in pain and that like, we're not running any more tests. And she's mm-hmm. like, fine. She goes, okay, let me check out your pelvic floor like one more time. And she's like, tell me where the pain is. And I was like, it's right here. It's always right here like above like my right ovary area. So she's like, let me press up against there. And she did. And I started screaming bloody murder. I was like, and she's like, she hands me
0: a pamphlet for pelvic rehabilitation center. And she's like, you have to go see that. And it took you three years of doctors and yeah crying out for help yeah three years
1: yeah and I mean I didn't know either like you know of course how would you know exactly like I had no idea what pelvic floor dysfunction was my mom had no I called my mom she was she used to work in the medical field she was like I've never heard of this before so I mean I just I thought when I went down the google rabbit hole that we all go down I thought it was like I see mixed with like you know, I knew I had like candida overgrowth because of the yeast infections and I just thought like I had a bad stomach. And but I was like, but this isn't normal They're, like But it didn't make sense. Yeah. What exactly. was going on. It was too much to just be a bad stomach. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Like nobody should be spending that much time in the bathroom mm-hmm. and or like in pain on the floor and missing out on work or missing out on like friends' events.
0: Um like no. everything, yeah. yeah. It's just no. So, so you get the pelvic rehabilitation pamphlet.
1: Yeah, and that was like my savior. Oh, thank God moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I looked at it, and I sent pictures of the symptoms to my husband, and I was like, Oh my God, this is what I have, without right. like, a doubt. Like, um, so we, so I made an appointment with Dr. Charity Hill, and um, she, she, first of all, I love that place. It's like a sauna. It's great <laughs> um so i went in there and she did a pelvic exam and she was like your nerves are totally on fire you you know this has been a problem this has clearly been built up for years um so we're gonna send you to physical therapy we're gonna send you to um she's like i think you have a hernia i could feel it um so she sent me to a hernia surgeon and then she sent me to an endometriosis specialist too um so i started off with nitty and then i saw dr zoland who's like a pretty right. popular hernia surgeon here um and he did an exam on me and he and, and an mri and they found three hernias but they didn't think that that was what was causing the pain um and then two weeks later i saw dr Setchkin, um and he was pretty certain i had endometriosis um, and, you know, suggested that I get the excision surgery, but I was, I was just so sick. I was in so much pain, and, like, I was, I just felt like my body wasn't ready for that, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I just, I felt like I had, I had to, like, change my diet. I had to, I had to stop these like fainting spells and and like my you heart had work to out. do
0: before you were going to get surgery exactly exactly i was like
1: i just feel like i need to do this and, and so it was like one thing at
0: a time almost
1: yeah yeah totally mm-hmm. totally and it, and then i started seeing um my previous physical therapist nitty too and she introduced me to my nutritionist um catherine matthews and she's um she's amazing she's an integrative nutrition and hormone health coach. Mm -hmm. I think that's her title. Um, She just like put me on this nutrition plan that completely like just 180'd my life. Like I was surprised actually because I thought I was already healthy. I was like, oh, I have a green smoothie every day. Like I work out, like, you know, I really try to cut back on sugar, but I think when your gut health is so out of whack, like mine was, Like you really,
0: you just have to do so many things differently. What were the the fundamental things that she changed?
1: Oh, like
0: I cut out,
1: I did, so I did a a candida overgrowth um, diet. So I cut out, I cut out wheat, I cut out gluten, grains, dairy. Fine sugar, alcohol, caffeine, nuts, everything. I cut out everything, yeah, I felt like I was and you followed
0: like, it, yeah, I and followed it, and were you it. like, F my life, I can't eat anything, or were you like, <laughs> how, like, how did you, <laughs> you know, you know, but I so, did the same thing, and part, part of, like, I, I was good at I did it, but I, at times, I was like, this is, this is really not fun. oh my god, yeah, like, the first two weeks are
1: horrible, mm-hmm. it was like, it was just such an adjustment, and I mean, it completely changed my life, to be honest, because I didn't even know my husband cooked before that. I didn't even know how to like turn on a stove, so like <laughs> I had so to funny. learn. I had to learn how to cook, um, and all this stuff. But it was it was so hard at first. It was, and I tell I tell Catherine that Catherine's like, you know what? I didn't think it was that bad. I was like, I thought it was hard as hell, like just to cut. And so we did an elimination diet too. So it was like candida elimination diet to see what was triggering these flare-ups. And Could you tell
0: after what was triggering it? Yeah. What was
1: totally. it? Oh, dairy, hands dairy. down. Uh-huh. Dairy, I mean, dairy to this day still bothers me. Uh-huh. Um, we. What do you feel when you eat dairy? I run to the bathroom.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I run to the bathroom. I, like, yeah, I usually have diarrhea. I usually, like, I get this huge, just this, like, it feels like this whole area just gets inflamed, and it just feels like knives like run down it. And dairy is like my worst culprit. And I knew. I actually cut out dairy um, right before my wedding, because I was like, I'm just having a feeling. I was like, Mm -hmm. and I used to be allergic to dairy as a kid. So I was like, let me just cut this out. Weed bothers
0: me, which is, crazy I never would have expected that me too that's the one I'm the most cautious about gluten yeah yeah and recently I've been very carefully and literally like, bit by bit eating yeah if I want to like go out the other night I went to a really good Italian restaurant I had a piece of bread but that yes. was like the first time I had had a piece of bread in years oh my God. And I was how, fine how good was it so good <laughs> And I felt fine but as Jessica Jumman said on the podcast the other week she was yeah. like Once you kind of like, if you spend two years or a year or six months or however long, it takes a while to like really reboot your whole body. But once you reboot it, then sometimes you can start to tolerate things in small amounts that you previously wouldn't have been able to.
1: Yeah, she said, right, six months Mm -hmm. to two years, right? Mm -hmm. She said it takes to like rebuild the cells, which makes total sense. I mean, I've seen it. I cut out, I had to cut out pork. Pork used to bother me so much, but then after being on this for six
0: months, I tried pork and now I'm totally fine with pork. Because you're probably, you, your digestive system stronger it's now. It's getting stronger, can. exactly. Right. and It's like
1: rebuilding itself after this like three years of, I don't know what, what you want to call and it, it, trauma,
0: too many antibiotics, whatever the hell was going on. <laughs> Healing. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so you went to, you saw Charity Hill, Dr. Zolan, yeah. Dr. Sechkin. Mm-hmm. And decided not to have the endo surgery, not to have the hernia surgery. Yeah. You and just continue saw this nutritionist. PT.
1: Yeah. Continue with PT. You went to pelvic floor physical therapy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Once a week. Actually, I went twice a week. Mm-hmm. I was so tight. My pelvic floor was so tight. I went
0: twice a week for a while. Yeah. First, too.
1: Yeah. And then um, yeah, because you just need it. And then um, so it's, I said I was gonna focus on that. I told Dr. Suckin. I was like, I'm gonna focus on that. I'm going to focus on my diet so I yeah I really like I just disciplined myself it surprised me too and did the candida overgrowth diet um I also think too like when you say you were like oh it was so it's so hard right and it is it was really hard but when you're that's sick where sick. you can't do anything yeah and I had a I had a like last free-for-all weekend where I had like vegan ice cream and vegan pizza and I was like going crazy and I felt like garbage right after. and I was like it's time I'm it's done yeah I'm done. I was like it's time to go and even you know like even for my birthday this year I was like I don't even want like my sister was like what can I make you a cake and I was like I don't even want it this year because I'm like, it's just gonna make you me know, sick yeah and yeah. you know
0: how how ha- happy and how good it feels to feel good, right? Yeah, that okay. you're like, I, it's not even worth it. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: you've like come so far, far right? right? You're What's like, yeah, and, you're, and you do like how you did it. You mm-hmm. have to do like a little piece at a time. Yeah. You can't have like a piece of cake or like, you know, eat like a loaf of bread. You have to have like a little bit and test it out. Exactly. First. So um, yeah, I did, I did that. And she was, she was really good. Like she, it's funny jessica said like a lot of pointers that she would tell me like you need things like you need a coach to get you through it because there's just gonna be hard days and setbacks so i would like email her all the time um and she helped me to she you know we started um a gratitude journal or so i would write like three things i was grateful for every morning and then three things i was going to do so like i told myself i was like i'm going to Finish this candied overgrowth diet. Like, and i just like writing it down. I it sounds like but silly, but it's keeping yourself accountable. Yeah, and like just when you're you think about things that you're you're grateful for, it helps like during hard days like this when you're like not eating anything or you're like going out with friends and you're like, oh, I have to eat like you know certain foods like you know you just it just helps with that and it helps to look at things from a different perspective. But yeah, she was there. So then um her program was 10 weeks I worked with her for 10 weeks I mean I still talk to her all the time now um and she's still there for it if I need anything but so after the 10 weeks I started working with a integrative gynecologist and a functional medicine doctor um, Dr Fitz Bronwyn Fitz um so we ran like how did you find him she sure. was referred to me also by Nitty, my former physical therapist mm-hmm. so um because I started like supplement, I started a supplement regimen with um, Catherine. So then I knew, um, you know, like I wanted to continue taking supplements. So, and I wanted direction with that. So I started working with her. And I also knew too, at that point, um, I saw an endocrinologist, and I was telling her all my problems. And I was diagnosed with PCOS at 20. So I would, regularly see an endocrinologist. Like, I don't know, I wasn't that up to date on it. I would see it like every two years and get blood work done. But um, I went to her and she was like, you need to get off your birth control. We need to see if this is causing a problem. And honestly, it's not even working for you anymore. Like I was spotting in between, I would get like my period after two weeks for like eight days straight, it would be super heavy. And then I would like not get my period. The following two weeks, or it would just be super light. So, and I, my hair was falling out. Like, my hormones were all over the place. So, she was like, This isn't working. You need to get off and um, the birth control and see what happens after mm-hmm. this. Like, because it's just masking your problems. So, I knew getting off birth control, like, it just does, it, I could do a lot to a woman's body who's having hormonal issues already. So, I also wanted to work with Dr. Fitz, too, to help me get off birth control. Right. So um, she ran a lot of blood work um, and she did a stool test, too. And it came back like the candida was negative, like it was it was gone. That's well, amazing. or the overgrowth, I should right, say, right. so you have a little bit of candida in your body. Naturally. Not. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, and she tested my hormone levels and stuff, too. Um, so. I started working with her and doing supplements then i also started working the same time um dr Setchkin and dr goldstein too who works with him she i was like you know i need to add an acupuncture i know that's and you know we were talking about the ways to manage this pain and everything and they were like do you have an acupuncturist yet they were like do you have a therapist do you have an acupuncturist um and so i was like no i actually want to get into that so they referred me to Daichi, which is like um, it's spelled D-E-Q-I, and Lita, to Lita and Daniel. So it's Lita Amati, Daniel Cambern. Um, he is the master herbalist, and um, she was my acupuncturist for a while. He wasn't he wasn't living um, in the tri-state area at the time, so he would come up once a month, and we would have a consultation. And um, he would make a Chinese herb formula for me um, to just work with the endo and the picos. and then I would go to uh, Lita like once a week for acupuncture. And they they also like helped me so much. Like they they did a consultation. They were so good because they would sit down and actually like listen to you for an hour and like hear you out, hear your story. Um, I mean, I would go in there with like flare ups and come out totally fine and feeling
0: like from better. the acupuncture yeah yeah
1: they were they were crazy like there were times and they incorporate like a lot of behavioral stuff into it too like I would go in there and they'd be in be like I feel like you're holding grief you know like I feel like there's something you're holding back and put like a needle in my ear and I'd be crying on the table <laughs> it was crazy it was kind of like it reminded me a lot of you're the somatic therapist oh, you have wow. in there who would like, you Andrea, know, you need to yeah. like release something, you know, so like they, and That's Daniel fascinating. Does, does that too. Like he does a lot of like emotional and, you know, history, behavioral and like incorporates that. So from there I started, um, so I went to them once a week and, um, so I was put on a Chinese herbal formula. And what's the timeline now? Now we're in like now we're in December. Okay. So, so this, this like this December. was like three months. Yeah, this past December of twenty eighteen. Okay, 2018. kind of recently. Yeah, yeah. So like I went basically I went from like three years of you know being misdiagnosed to like three months of like hardcore trying to get everything. And together. how how were you feeling at this point? i was i want to say after like i the food i mean the food helped me so
0: much was like what per, if you had to put a percentage to it if you could
1: i put you know what i did put a percentage yeah. to it i said like 70 75 percent better
0: that's crazy yeah Just from the diet
1: yeah from the diet and the acupuncture too hands down also the acupuncture the, it makes
0: sense if you think about it because your body is probably just so inflamed from i don't i don't know what but from so something and out of whack, out of whack, yeah. yeah, and like you just cut down so much inflammation, and yeah, wow. Well, that's the key, especially if we're looking at like PCOS and like
1: the suspected endometriosis that I have. It's like all about inflammation. So if you're able to control the inflammation and not be in that state, then you're gonna get better, and your body's gonna get back into homeostasis. That's so, amazing, and
0: it just so takes you, longer. So you would say from the food. Physical therapy and acupuncture, hands down. Those like three seventy things. or eighty percent. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was. I remember telling. I went back to Doctor Sechkin in December, and I was like, I feel so much better. And what? And did he, he was like, I don't think you need the surgery then, if you feel so much better. And I was like, I I was dancing. I was so happy because <laughs> I I had worked so hard. hard. Yeah, I didn't. And this all, all happened in
0: only three months.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's it crazy. happened from like September 1 to December. Now, I wasn't like 100% right, and I'm still not right, 100%. Right, and neither,
0: neither am I. Yeah, yeah, but I did, I got so much better. You were able truth. to see, think a little bit more clearly. Oh, yeah. You know what, you weren't like... Yeah, yeah, you and You were meditation. a little bit more far removed from all of the problems. Exactly, exactly.
1: I would say the things that helped me the most were, like you said, like PT nutrition so diet acupuncture and
0: then meditating too helped me a lot and how did you pick up a meditation practice I know that's hard for a lot of people oh my gosh yeah and it is so hard it? yeah I do it every day what do you do
1: I do insight timer I think it's way better it's like I used to do headspace yeah mm-hmm. it's an app I used yeah. to do calm I used to do another one and then Daniel actually told me he was like insight you timer. need to he no he told me oh. he's like you need to up your meditation time i was like i meditate every for five minutes he's like great that's probably not doing so
0: anybody. what do you do now <laughs> can you walk us yeah through the yeah no
1: in the, in the morning so i download insight timer and they have so many courses on there so they have like i do guided meditations right. and i do timer too like they have a little timer and it sets music in the background and there's a gong for when you want to finish whether it's like five or ten minutes mm-hmm. but I do guided meditation practices. So Sarah Blondin is amazing. She's really good. She's on there. Um, she has a book coming out. Um, David G is also amazing. Um, I don't know if he's like a guru or something, but he should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's also really great. There's but there's like over like there's over two hundred courses on there that you could take, and then there's also individual meditations you could do. Then they have sleep meditations
0: too. Those are like the most popular, like three million people. Like, so you just, you you do it in the morning or the night or both? Both, both. 10, how long, 10 minutes?
1: In the morning I do 20 and then at night, and then on the weekends I'll even do like 45. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Like trust me when I tell everyone this, I used to do five minutes and I used to be, I used to think so much. I also went to um, oh my god, mindful. It's yeah, a city. I, I want to go okay. there. Oh, it's so good. Did not go to it? Oh yeah, totally. The Is sound it? meditations are so cool. Can we go together? Yeah, let's go. Let's go Tuesday six thirty. They also have sound baths, which are like really relaxing, too. But it's hard, and like everything's not perfect, like. You're going to sit down and sometimes your mind is super chatting. And How that's okay. long did
0: it take you to actually be able to make it a practice? Like, were there times where, where you would wake up or be like, fuck it, I can't yes. do this? Yeah, totally, like and all the time. And would you still do it or would you?
1: No. Some days I wouldn't do it, but then when I started doing Sarah Blondin's course, and there was like just, she has this course called Coming Home to Yourself, and then she has individual meditations too called Live Awake, and... They would just like get me so connected to myself. I would be crying. I was like, I need this. I clearly need this in my life. You became. Yeah. You felt a connection to it. Oh, totally. And then you were like, okay, I have to totally. keep doing this. Yeah. Huh. And then I That's went to really sound meditations at Mindful. Yeah. No, it is. It's really good. I feel like too. We're just not taught, especially. I don't know. Especially in New York, we're taught to like go, 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 and do as much as possible, and like yeah. not take a second to turn inward and like think about yourself. I could not agree more, right? So it's like meditation yeah. teaches you to do that. And yeah. it's funny, I think they're changing the game now. Like my 6-year-old niece like knows about mindfulness. Like I had no idea what mindfulness was. This so like, interesting. Yeah, how did she know about it? I, they teach it in her school? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. And she's just like yoga. You feel stuff. different physically and mentally when you Oh, mentally? Meditation? Yeah, yeah. I feel like my I knew when a flare up would come. Now, what would the fla- flare up entail for you? It would just be like I always knew it was coming because I would start going to the bathroom a lot, and it would start burning a little bit, and then I would have like a ton of when bowel you movements. Peed, it would burn. Yeah. Yeah, And then I would have a ton of bowel movements, and I was I knew
0: I'd be like shit. I know this is coming. And do you think that it was maybe triggered by stress or anxiety or by something you ate or?
1: Yeah, it was both it would be like over exhaustion and again it would always happen like around your period yeah ovulation or periods of two or four weeks so like if i push myself too hard like i went to this conference for work and i was on my feet all day from like 7 a.m to 8 p.m and like just talking to people all day and that that triggered a flare up and so then you went
0: to meditation
1: yeah and it helped it calmed it oh yeah so now when i when i something like that happens it's just like you're like okay like. I'm gonna get through this. It's you're gonna be more fine mentally equipped. yeah to deal with and that. it's less and less and I mean too. like also my health's been getting a lot better. my body's becoming more resilient. Mm-hmm. so it's able to handle my flare-ups a lot better and they're shorter and shorter now. but yeah, the meditation just puts you in a different mindset and it also helps you too say like like what's happening today is okay. Mm-hmm. you know like I there was a t- I was really upset. I remember I was so That was another hormonal issue I was having I was so fatigued and I missed my friends um she was moving to London and she had a going away party and I missed that so I was so upset like I was so fatigued I couldn't even like change my shirt to go out and my husband's like it's fine like it's okay you just it's okay not to go and now like when those things happen I'm like yeah it's like okay like I'm not supposed
0: Superwoman. Push myself. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Can you actually talk a little bit about what your husband's role was in all of this? Oh, totally.
1: Yeah. He was, like, super supportive. I mean, he was... I'm so grateful for that, and I'm so... Because he would he would, I mean, first of all, he was like super understanding about everything. Like, it sucks when And it's so hard at,
0: for men, I feel like, because they obviously don't know what that... What exactly. Is it. Oh, he like. tells me all the
1: time. Like, when I'm like, oh yeah, like, physical therapy the other day, he's like, how are you doing this? <laughs> but he, he was so supportive. Like, he would cook for me. Like, and I had to, we had to cook a lot. Like, we couldn't, we had to get, like, organic, you know, antibiotic-free range meat and like all, I upticked my vegetable intake like crazy like I never I never thought I could eat that many vegetables (laughs) but so we had to cook a lot he cooked he was so understanding um like it sucked for him like we would have to stop having sex because it was too painful and that that sucks for the other person but he he totally understood he would in the middle of the night like sometimes I would be up and I would be walking back and forth to the bathroom And crying, and he would just like wake up and be like, "It's gonna be okay." He would be like, "Is it happening again?" Like he would wake up and, um, you know, and just like try to comfort me, and he'd just be like, "It's gonna be okay." Mm -hmm. And yeah, like so he he was super he was super supportive about it as best as he could, and he was always open for me, you know, trying new things to help with this or with this diet. I mean, we we love food, him and I. <laughs> and we love, we also love craft beer. So right. I was like, I'm going to have to take a break from this for a really long time, maybe forever. And he's like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have to do what's best for you. So he was, I was, yeah, I was very lucky that he was, like, super supportive in that
0: sense. And he he knew. I felt, I felt really bad. I mean, he didn't want to see you suffer. No. So if you had to know. do this to help yourself, he was... Going to support you exactly was he the biggest person the largest you know like confidant person that you turn to in all of this yeah definitely mm-hmm. hands down i my family doesn't really
1: talk about like pelvic pain or right. sex stuff like that like i come from a very conservative um family. I mean, I'm not, but <laughs> sorry, mom. But, um, you know, so I, I, didn't. I would talk to her and my sister about this, but they, you know, and my sister would be like, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. How old's your sister? She is very, she's turning 35 in October. Mm-hmm. Um, so she knew there was something wrong and she pushed me a lot, but she, you know, my mom was like, oh yeah, we have like a ton of stomach problems and everything. So like, I don't know, and like, we've had issues, and then maybe this is from your Pico's, but like, you know, it was, I my husband was hands
0: down. He saw yeah. everything
1: happening. Exactly,
0: I was about to say that. He was the one witnessing yeah. you suffer.
1: Yeah, and he knew when I, I would like, text him at work and be like, I'm in so much pain again, and he'd be like, it's okay to go home, like, you need to go home, mm-hmm. you need to rest, so you need to get your ginger tea. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so, yeah, he the was, ginger tea Ah my gosh with flare-ups yeah ginger tea all the way what kind of like just traditional like, what's the brand traditional chinese would you put anything in it or just no like? no just that just, just ginger. yeah that would help like doing a little like little yoga would help like maybe restorative yoga always like kind of helped it pass mm-hmm. if you want like eight advil can help <laughs> that's not recommended <laughs> that's so funny
0: yeah okay i have another question for yeah. you that i is very important for me to ask women when they share their stories how did you or what enabled you to come to a place where you felt comfortable talking about this and sharing this publicly coming on the podcast opening up to your friends and your family that is conservative like what what allowed you to be comfortable talking about this and open with it yeah, I, I mean, because it's so it's that's something that so many women struggle with. They they, they yeah. keep it to themselves. It's they don't have the ability to speak about it, totally. and I think that's a huge problem. Exactly, mm-hmm.
1: that's what that's what needs to change. What, exactly, you know, and it needs to change not only within families but also like the medical field too. Like they don't mm-hmm. know what's going on about it, and I think that's what that was the point i came to was like i got to this point where i was like i need to tell this story because i i don't want to say wasted three years because i think everything happens for a reason but i had no idea what was going on and i learned so much from your podcast and and knowing that like information is an education is so important and it's just going to be the way that we spread pelvic health pain and it, it's it's got to get better from here right like even back in the day people would have this pain they had no idea what to do right like they would just give like painkillers they and we it needs to my grandma exactly exactly right. and yeah that was like right. the 80s 90s and mm-hmm. 2000s and they like didn't know what to do for her they just told her to sleep so they would give her painkillers right. so she could sleep it off but it, it's just it's not fair and that's not This is not the way women should be living their lives either. And like, I remember during one of my sonograms when I was in so much pain, like, the technician was like, Why are you here? And I was like, I'm in so much pain. And she was like, Honey, it's called being a woman. And I was like, Are you kidding me? Like, there's this. And that's the kind of mentality that needs to be thrown out the window Mm -hmm. because we shouldn't have to live in that kind of pain and we shouldn't be tossed around like a volleyball. So that's why I wanted to tell my story because. It just went so drastically from being misdiagnosed to being tossed around to finally getting in the right direction and doing what I needed to do to get healthy that that's why I wanted to tell it. And um, yeah, I think I think there is a certain point when
0: you, you get the strength to tell it and you, you know when that is. And totally. And I think it's also once you're able to to get out of it or at least to get out of like the the bulk of it yeah you can then as i said you can think clearly and you're like okay like i'm okay this isn't the mm-hmm. like i could talk about this i'm not so embarrassed and insecure and upset anymore like my yeah. mental health is a little bit better and yeah. i'm realizing I, I, I was able to fix this and you see how many other women have these issues and you're like okay i'm okay talking about this i exactly. need to talk about this Exactly. Mm-hmm. It totally it sucks. time. At the I think time. it just takes time. Oh, it takes
1: time, and that's the problem, right? I think we're raised to like, you know, and it was like, oh, if I take this antibiotic, I will feel better. It's like we were raised to think that that's gonna fix things, and we, you know, we need to be open to other like methods to help us, you know, whatever that is. Like for me, I think I lean more on the holistic nutrition. Chinese medicine side because, and that's what worked for me. Some people need to do a blend, but like, there are so many doctors now realizing too that there needs to be other things that are incorporated. Like, we just can't just keep handing out medicine and, you know, doing surgeries. Like, you need to do physical therapy or you need to do acupuncture. You need support. Diet is so huge. Like, these are things that are going to help you get better. Mm-hmm. It just takes time. It's annoying. It doesn't, yeah. ta- it doesn't. You know, it's longer than a week or two weeks, like, and, and i that was the thing that I did too. I put things into perspective. I was like, okay, I've been sick for increasingly getting worse for the past three years. You know, yeah, I'm
0: not, it's gonna be longer than a month that I get better. And if you had to pick out one, two, three lessons from everything that you learned throughout the past few years. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I learned so much, but I
1: would think I think my biggest thing that I learned was probably two things. One, don't put a time stamp on anything. I feel like that's our biggest thing. It, like, even with Nicole Dock says the same thing. Really? I'm reading her book. I, I would love it probably. Okay, so I, I put a time stamp on myself. We were going to Japan in April, um, me and my cousin and his wife and um, my husband. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to eat ramen at this point. Like I will be better. I can eat weed. And I couldn't. And when we got there, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't, like, get the pizza and the ramen that they were eating. But I was able to travel there. And I was able to go on a 14-hour flight. And, you know, I was really scared that I would get a flare-up. So important. You did it. I did it. And I was fine. And I had an amazing experience. But, like, it doesn't make sense to put a time stamp on when you think you're going to be healed. Because you really don't know. You have to give your body the time that it needs. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to, like, live through the moment and, like, you know, just say to yourself. And that's too, when I started changing my mindset of, like, okay, I'm not going to start thinking about, like, what I can't eat. But I have to start thinking about, like, what I can eat and, like, how much better I've gotten. And, like, looking back and seeing how much I've improved rather than being, like,
0: oh, why am I still in this pain? Oh, why does this still hurt me? You know? So It's so interesting that you say this example in the 14-hour flight because... I've been trying to do this and even I mean I feel like we're in a similar place where we're we feel good and we're much 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 better than we were like not perfect but Mm -hmm. we're good yeah and but you still have days where you're not as good as you would like to be and I this is what's so interesting about you saying the 14-hour flight and you instead of thinking about you know not being able to eat the ramen and the things you couldn't do you're like okay but I went on a 14 hour flight that's not Mm -hmm. easy on your body like your body doesn't want to send an airplane for 14 hours yeah and you were with your husband and your family and you were in this amazing country and you were there were so many things that you were able to tell yourself like okay this is all like like everything's okay exactly and i did the same thing the other day and it really works i was in the car last weekend and i didn't feel like a hundred i don't know i think what I don't know why I actually hadn't felt like this in a while. I woke up. I think I drank. The, oh, I know. I drank the night before, and I was in the sun all day, and I was really dehydrated, and I didn't drink enough water. Yeah. And I cut out alcohol for a while, but I've been able to, in small amounts, like have a very like tequila on the rocks once yes. in a while, and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really happy about that. <laughs> but the other night, I don't know what happened, and and I was outside all day and night and. I was, I think I, I didn't really drink that much. I don't know what happened. I woke up in the middle of the night, my stomach hurt, my head hurt, everything hurt. The next day, my whole body was aching, and usually that would have lasted a while, Mm -hmm. or like, I would have felt like that for like two or three days, and it went away the next, like, 24 hours later. Yeah. But those 24 hours, I didn't feel well. My point of the story is I was sitting in the car with my family, and I was like, okay, Hannah, take a deep breath. Like, yeah, you're in, you're with your family, who you love. I was with my cousins, my dad, and we were in the Hamptons, and we were going to a vineyard, and, like, Mm -hmm. it was the most beautiful day, and I was just like, this is going to pass. Yeah. And I'm surrounded by so much love, and I'm in such a beautiful place right now, and, like, no, I don't feel 100%, and I would love to more than anything, but, like, why don't I think about the other hundred things that are good right now exactly, exactly and it really works to shift your perspective oh totally we have such a it's like we're programmed to look at that the one, one bad the thing. One thing yeah and i get it it's like when you don't feel well yeah that does. does that takes over your yeah. brain and that takes over your thoughts and, and you've been there and i've been there and it's so valid but if you can try and like train yourself to be like okay what can i think about that's really good right now exactly it's a shift in
1: mindset mm-hmm. that's really like what it what it's about mm-hmm. it, 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 cuz you look out at everybody and you're like oh it's so you know like yeah. i'm here with everyone that i love that's like what's really important mm-hmm. and i'm like not in so much pain where i like can't physically right. be here like i'm not 100% but i still can have Mm -hmm. you know to share this memory right with them yeah it's totally a shift in mindset too and it's just and with that i think also comes like okay deciding what your body needs right like instead of that was the second thing that i really learned was like okay i need to listen to my body more like if i'm really tired i'm i'm not going to do this like i'm not going to go out two nights in a row or if I do I'm going to drink one night and not drink the other night you know like and that's I, so important yeah, yeah. Or, and a hydration like that's like, key I don't even know sometimes yeah. like
0: when I'm really dehydrated too that'll trigger a flare up sometimes mm-hmm. too so but um and you we talked about this before, and I, I mean, we had some notes, you had some notes, but you learned, I saw that you really learned a lot about how to take better care of yourself and not push yourself. That oh, was like yeah. a big, I mean, that was a huge thing for me, for yeah. you. I feel like that's a huge thing for so many people that yeah. don't do something, you're like, whoa, I'm not even yeah. paying attention to myself.
1: Yeah. Well we're
0: yeah, that's another thing. We're like so trained to push ourselves and work as hard as other people and not think about what we want. Exactly. And that was a huge thing for me too. Uh, yeah. It was eye-opening. That's why it's good. Like I
1: feel like all this happens for a reason, right? Everyone says it happens for a reason. it's like you you walk away learning so much from these experiences. Like even if it wasn't, you know, it's not butterflies and no. rainbows so, like, so like but yeah I think that's that's key, is just learning to, you know, if you need to sleep a little bit more, like Mm -hmm. giving yourself that time and not overbooking your schedule and not like running around to see a million different people and Mm -hmm. then like, you know, working like crazy, you know, you just have to learn how to turn around and give yourself time for yourself and Mm -hmm. for your body. My husband used to say that to me all the time. He used to be like, you have such a problem saying no to other people and, and now it's just so different. It's crazy, actually. It's crazy. It is. Yeah, and I'm just like, I can't. I'm like, oh, I can't get dinner mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Like, I got to move it to next week mm-hmm. or whatever. And your friend, your
0: true friends will understand, 100%. and your family will understand. understand. Yeah, uh-huh. you have to do what's best for you. At do of you of listen day. or follow Gabby Bern- Gabrielle Bernstein? No, she's really interesting. If Shout s- out to her. But she's like, <laughs> she's a big like people. She's been called the. The new generation of the oprah like the millennial generation. oh really? she's, yeah she sounds familiar she's really interesting and i i listen to her sometimes and she has a bunch of books and she's been on the pod, she's been on oprah's podcast but she's i listened to her on one podcast a few weeks ago and what she this was another quote that was resonated it was amazing and resonated with me really really deeply and she Said that when you say no to something or someone, you're saying yes to yourself. Exactly. And I was just like, that is Big. the best quote ever. Exactly. That's so right. true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Because don't, instead of thinking about it and, and being like, I'm saying no, I mean, yeah, you're saying no, obviously, to something, but you're mm-hmm. saying yes to yourself and you're more important, honestly. Exactly. So I was good? like, that's great. That makes me feel good about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should feel good about it. You them, know? Though. Are there any resources that you want to recommend? Like, I don't know, anything, books or people or? Yeah, I mean, uh, right now I'm reading Beating Endo, which is
1: great. I mean, oh, you I need to read it. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. good. I would definitely recommend um that is a book i need to i just landed my copy to erica oh really <laughs> yeah she told me she was gonna read it um resources i would definitely say and Catherine matthews is amazing like she knows so much about everything like
0: food, she was your stress. nutritionist yeah correct. she
1: was my nutritionist um daniel Cambern was who he still is i should say my herbalist and my um Doctor of Oriental Medicine and and Acupuncturist and Lita Amada is also Lita Amadi from um, and they're both from Daichi Acupuncture. They've both been like amazing. Like I've reached out to them when I'm in pain so much. Like you know, like your 2 a.m. emails <clears> or <throat> your mess has gone to them and like you know your your physical therapist because your physical therapist knows everything. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I sent so
1: many of those to her.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Before I had her cell phone number. <laughs> literally, literally two a.m. Being like, yep. oh my god, I think I'm dying. It's <laughs> that two to four a.m. window? We were like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and she gave me her cell phone number. I was like, you're gonna regret this for the rest of your life. <laughs> she did it
1: though, she right? No. And then who? Oh, yeah, I maybe mean, she does. I don't know. She wouldn't admit that. Erica, Erica's amazing in terms of physical therapists. And then the Pelvic Rehabilitation Center is amazing too. But I feel like, I know we talk about them, you talk about them a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but Dr. Ahmed is, she's amazing. I'm doing injections now to help with my pelvic floor muscles with my nerves and, the, and um, I have like hip pain now too. So I have, So we're working on that and she's just been amazing. Where
0: can people contact you if they want to reach out to you?
1: Um, anywhere.
0: Instagram. Anywhere.
1: Instagram. I'm at alexmarymullen, A-L-E-X-M-A-R-Y-M-U-L-L-E-N. And then my Gmail is the same thing, alexmarymullen at gmail.com. So feel free to email me. I'm happy. Obviously, I'm not a medical professional, but I'm here to talk to. As well if you need anything or if you need um, any of the resources I
0: talked about or and I'll leave somebody then as well too yeah <laughs> thank you yeah of course thank of you for course. being here for sharing your story and and the past three four years of your life yeah of course these stories pleasure. resonate with a lot of women so yeah of course, of it's course. Important thank you I get so them much in. for having me. Of course, I feel honored to be here. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> um, for everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate and review the podcast. We need reviews. I'm actually gonna make you do that right now. Yeah, and I didn't need to do that. Um, <laughs> um, what else? If you have any questions, comments, anything, you can email info at thewomen'spelvichealthpodcast dot com. And stay tuned for the next episode. I wish all of you health, healing, and happiness.